Hello and welcome to episode 66 of the Offline Gamer. I'm Matt. And I'm Ray. And this is our 2021 UK Games Expo preview show. Woohoo! Yes, we're recording this on Friday the 23rd of July 2021. There are less than six days to go until the show starts because it starts on Friday morning. Uh, no, less than seven days. Yeah, my maths is fine. I, I can do things like that. Uh, but it's for all us, okay. it's, it's even less than that for us because we get to go to the special press event on Thursday evening. So, so before we start talking about the games and things we are interested in seeing today, there was an update from uh, Solihull Public Health with more information about uh, the requirements to get into the expo. So, if you haven't seen that, it's on the front page of the UK Games Expo website. There's a uh, news article which is COVID measures update, but basically. Um, the requirements are you have to wear a face covering inside the event unless you are exempt. Um, and obviously you can take it off when you're sitting down having a meal or a drink. Children under 12 don't need to wear face coverings. That's interesting. They're probably the most likely to spread it though. Yeah. Uh. Uh, and as well as that, you need to pr- provide evidence of having a low risk of transmitting COVID-19. So that is either evidence of a lateral flow test for anyone over the age of 16 or a double vaccination. And you have to show it. It says here you have to show evidence the first time you access the NEC on Thursday or Friday and then the first time you access the NEC on Saturday or Sunday. So I don't know if that means, I'm guessing that means that we'll have to show our proof on Thursday and then again on Saturday based on what that says. Mind you, even if it's every day, it's not a major, major problem. Uh, if you're da, 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 if you're 11 years or younger, we recommend the lateral flow test. 12 to 15 years who can't provide evidence of vaccine must take a home lateral flow test and have confirmation as an email or printed copy. They will not accept the test stick as a uh, valid proof. Well, because you can't Ew. prove when you can't prove when it was taken. You see, that's the thing. So you have also- to. Also, it's covered in your mucus. That's disgusting. Well, that's true. That's Put true. it in the bin. <laughs> some put people might little, want to do that. A little baggie first, then put it in the bin like you meant to. Yeah. I put everything in the little baggie. I put all the, all yeah. the rubbish together. So it's all in one little bag. It's ready to be thrown away. Good. Well done. So I'm not sure what the um, the double vax time frame is so i know mine was over two weeks ago and i know all of the pilot events were you had to have been double jabbed at least more than a fortnight ago but i'm not sure now if that's the uh that's the thing so did you download the nhs app onto your phone yet yes did you uh, log i haven't in logged it? in yet okay because i had to change my password oh so you've got an nhs account already so uh, apparently so yes well, you can use that app to request your um, prescriptions and things as well. So if you had one that you were using specifically for your GP, you may not need to use that anymore. You can just use the generic NHS one. So you can get everything all in one place, which is quite nice. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, all the information about that. And if you're coming from abroad, there's uh, a bit more information. But obviously, um, there's not many people who will be because of the various travel restrictions and things that uh, are in place at the moment. So. Uh, and the NAC does have upgraded hospital level ventilation. As uh, if you listen to our last episode where I was chatting to uh, Richard Denning, uh, one of the founders of the expo, 
about the show. He was talking about how, because uh, it was a Nightingale facility, they upgraded all of the uh, ventilation. So it's yeah. got, there's more airflow coming into the building, which is good. And uh, what he said was, I think they're using Hall 1 of the NEC purely as a queuing area. So you know how normally they have like Hall 1 and Hall 2 are where the expo is and everyone's queuing in that little area in the uh, lobby. Um, they're not doing that this year. They're, they're dedicating a hall just for queuing and checking COVID status. So we're, well, when we arrive, you you sort of show prove your COVID status and then you go and get your tickets and then you can enter the show. So it all seems like they've got everything uh, under control and uh, yeah, well thought out, I think. Yeah. And the other thing we need to talk about is the map, Ray. It's that time of year. The map. Yes, I have done my usual job of putting all of the names on the map of all of the exhibitors and getting lots of copies printed out. So uh, that will be... Well, I'm hoping I'll be able to leave them at the info desk again like last time, because if not, I'll be lugging 200 prints out around with me all day and probably people won't want them. So I'll just be shoving them in people's faces. Not random Italian dudes like I did last time. I don't quite remember that, but Do you okay. remember we were walking outside. We were walking back to the car after the press preview. Oh yeah, and there was that strange, strange man who I thought was someone else, and I gave him a map, and he looked utterly confused. He might not have even yeah. been going to the expo. We don't know. He was too nice to say. Exactly, he was too nice to say. Who the hell are you? What is this? And scrunch, scrunch it up and throw it back in my face. No, that would be terribly rude. Yeah. Apparently, there's going to be an interactive map on the website, but um, obviously, the, with mobile signal and that in the NEC being what it is, um, I'm not sure whether Crap. people will be able to access that <laughs> on their phone. Yeah, basically. Well, I think they like surely they have had to improve like Wi-Fi because if nobody's allowed to pay in cash, that's true. Then the one thing that like retailers. And exhibitors always complain about is that the Wi-Fi is sucky. Yeah, I mean you don't and need it, Wi-Fi on your phone to pay, do you? Because Apple Pay and Google Pay and all that. Yeah, but the little, the little, the receivers that they have, they yeah. need to be on Wi-Fi. Yeah, I will. So that's uh, yeah, that's a good point. Well, we'll have to see how it goes. Um, it's a it's a new world. It, for a lot of people, this will be the first event they've been to. I mean, it's going to be the first big event we've been to for a while. I mean, we've obviously been out with some friends to some food food events, but, uh, you know, that's a few hundred people, not, you know, a few thousand people. So I don't know what they've capped the number at. Last thing I read was like four or 5,000, but I don't know if they've increased that now since the uh, restrictions were lifted. So. so we've got a list of lots of different things that we're interested in seeing so uh, I guess we should just go through this list and let people know what uh, what kind of thing we're uh, excited about for the expo, what, what things we've got our eye on. Maybe some people will hear about things they haven't seen. Uh, I've spent a lot of time dissecting the list of uh, who's here and looking at things. Uh, you a bit less so, I think it's fair to say, because you've got a lot to do. Yeah, I've been quite busy. Do you want to tell people about what you're doing on Monday? Uh, I can do. Uh, on Monday, so the 26th, so the Monday before the expo, um, I'm giving a paper at a research conference and then also chairing a panel also at the same conference. So uh, that's exciting and interesting and a bit scary. You'll be fine. 
Just draw, draw on your podcasting experience. Yes. Well, we don't really do this with a script. We don't. And, and, and we can we can edit what? it afterwards. <laughs> That's right, Ray. Yes. Comma. We don't. No. Um, whereas I can't edit it post-production on Monday, so I've got to, like, be all professional and stuff. First time for everything. Yeah, I know. Dangerous, isn't it? Right, let's go through this list then and uh, figure out what we are interested in. So the first one we've got that we are both interested in seeing is Alley Cat Games. Yeah. Uh, which says on the Expo program, they will be showcasing the popular game Dice Hospital as well as the upcoming Tinner's Trail and more. So that's a reprint of Martin Wallace's uh, Tinner's Trail. Um, yes. Paper, du- paper Dungeon which they yeah. are nominated for an award this year. If I go back and check which award it is. Yeah, and I'll I can uh, tell, you. tell people what Paper uh, Dungeons is. You can currently pre-order it on their website for £20. It is a dungeon scrawler. Just see what they've done there. Yeah. It's a, it's 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 up for best new dice game. Okay. So I'm guessing it's a roll and scroll, roll and write kind of mix-up type thing yeah uh, uh, which they have done before with um was it dinosaur island uh no that's the big one uh, the welcome big one. to dino world i think yes um uh, so this is so, a game that already exists i think and they're just off they're just doing the english version uh prepare yeah. your adventurers for a challenging dungeon exploration in paper dungeons a roll and write game that seeks to reproduce the feel of a dungeon crawler in the game, you control a classic group of medieval adventurers, warrior, wizard, cleric, and rogue. In each of the nine rounds, you select three of the six rolled dice and use these results to raise the level of your characters, produce magic items, obtain healing potions, and explore the dungeon to face challenges and collect treasure. You'll also find three large monsters waiting in the dungeon, and you can fight them for glory. In the end, whoever collects the most glory wins. That sounds fun. There you go. A nice new... Uh, um, twist on the dungeon crawling uh, genre I'll, uh, I'm excited to try that it sounds uh, like right up my street that does and you can pre-order it now for only £20 Ooh. so that's Alley Cat Games yep. uh, alleycatgames.com uh, what have we got next uh, you've put Asthma Day yes I've put Asthma Day for Equinox Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised you haven't spotted this. Ah, because I didn't get the email about this until after I'd already done the spreadsheet, that's why. Okay. The Star Wars Escape Game. Yeah. Which, uh, if you get a copy of the program, is the big advert on the back of the program. Oh, is it actually on in the program? Uh, it, yeah, it's the, like the last, it's like the back page. Oh. And then Equinox is, there's a, it's a Rainer Knizia game um, that they're publishing. And... It sounds quite fun. There's a great big mossy tree man on it, and on they've got like a little expansion which has got like a stag with mossy green uh, horns and stuff. Yeah. And it's uh, mysterious creatures gather in the forest in an effort to write themselves into the legendary storybook for tales to be shared for countless generations. However, there is room for only four more stories. 
Not every story will be recorded, so the creatures have to be cunning and clever to outwit their opponents and make the cut. Discover a clever and charming game of betting and bluffing. I like the art. Mm. Uh, I'll have to have a look at it to see how much betting and bluffing is involved because sometimes those things are a bit meh for me, but it's got really nice-looking art. Yeah, the Uh, tree man on the front of the box looks really cool. Yeah. Tree Man is just like life goals. And the uh, the Star Wars uh, game is an unlock game. Embark on intergalactic adventures within your living room. From the designers behind the worldwide hit unlock series of escape room style home games comes three thrilling cooperative missions that put you at the heart of the action in the galaxy far, far away. A free companion app handles organization and hints while you focus on solving puzzles and completing objectives. So if you've ever played any of the unlock or any, you know, those... Um, escape star games then uh, this looks like it's going to be a lot of fun you get to play rebels smugglers and imperial agents Ooh. so it's covering the the range of star wars experiences there so what is next i have put down big punch studios which is uh, the guys who made the sandwich masters card game which was on kickstarter a few years ago that i backed they currently have uh, the Sandwich Masters Bread Rolls expansion on Kickstarter at the moment. And I was hoping to do an interview with them before the expo um, to sort of publicize the Kickstarter a bit, but the timing never worked out. But uh, I'm hoping to have a good chat with them at the uh, the expo and uh, see a bit more about Bread Rolls. I have backed it, but it would be nice to see it uh, played. We've never, you've, I've never played Sandwich Masters with you, have I? Don't think so, no. Uh, it's just about putting ingredients on sandwich, but sandwiches, but then you've got nasty ingredients that you can put on your uh, competitors' sandwiches to make them horrible, like mouldy bread, and, uh, stinky cheese, and um, stuff like that. So. Sandwich sabotage. Indeed. Next up is our friends at Blue Donut Games, who we've spoken to before and interviewed for the podcast before. And you're interested in this. Uh, I'm guessing it's for horror in the library. Yes. So we we got a peek at this last time, didn't we? A sort of pre-production version of it. Yes, I think a very early one. It's a Victorian steampunk horror board game. It's a tile-based competitive card collecting game. Players compete to collect all the items they need to confront the horror they have been challenged with by the mad professor. Once all components are collected, it is a race to the portal to win the game. So it kind of sounds a little bit like, um, uh, what's the name of the, that game? Arkham something or other. Uh, but also collect, collecting things and escaping through a portal. It's kind of like, um, I can't remember the names of the, any game at the moment. <laughs> it's the heat ray. Yeah. Forbidden Island. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've well, got to desert. wander around and get the stuff. Yeah, yeah so you've got to get, go around, you've got to collect things, and then you've got to get to a certain tile to escape. This kind of sounds a bit like that, um, but with kind of 19th century Victorian horror, which, of course, will inevitably be um, Lovecraftian-esque at some point, I am sure, because when is it not? Um, in that particular uh, time period and theme. Mm-hmm. But uh, it looks quite fun. It looks a bit, it reminds me a bit of um, that old game Labyrinth that I occasionally 
yeah, yeah. bring up repeatedly um, in the in the tile placementing. But also, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm not 100% on it at the moment, but I'm waiting to see what it's like when we play it. I am interested to see it, but I'm not sure whether it'll be my cup of tea yet. So. Yeah, I think the same. I think I just it would be nice. I think it's a, a good thing to, to kind of go and see, I think. Um, that's why I've popped it on there, because it looks kind of fun. It might not be. Who knows? Yeah. We should be saying what stand these people are on, shouldn't we, so we, people can find them. So uh, Blue Donuts are on stand 2672 so there you go in the expo so if you look them up on the map i mean you could just say 672 because everything's in hall 2 this year anyway so yeah um and if you get a program or use the uh website you'll be able to find the uh the numbers uh anyway and then uh, you'll have to go and highlight them on a map separately i suppose i will i'm going to draw a map for us so we can everything that we've said we want to look at i'll mark on a little map for us so then we can uh, plan our route super duper uh next up is board game hub hmm i don't know why i've put these people on here i don't know no uh pete and james have got tranquility the ascent on kickstarter at the moment so the uh end of that campaign will be uh, occurring around about the time of the expo. So uh, I think they're hoping to get a few extra um, backers at the, at the, at the um, I can't, I've lost the ability to speak as well. It's this heat. I just can't, can't cope with it. My, my glass of ice that I prepared before the episode st- uh, started recording has already half melted. Yeah, it's a bit uh, bit toasty, isn't it? It is. But yes, uh, stand uh, 941, Board Game Hub. Go go along and say hello to Pete and James. Um, We'll certainly be going along to annoy Pete, as we usually do. And uh, there was an interview with them in episode 63, I think. So if you go back and listen to that, you can hear all about Tranquility, the Ascent. Next up uh, is Bubblegum Stuff. And I want to have a look at their game, Plant Based Riot, which is launching on Kickstarter at the Expo. It's a savage food fighting game. In the criminal underworld of villainous vegetables, you must assemble gangs, destroy your rivals, and overthrow the ruthless cartel to win. How? By collecting sets, stealing from your opponents, and matching the cartel cards. Plant Based Riot is a ruthless game of strategy cunning and terrible edibles. There can only be one winner. Everyone else will sleep with the dishes. <laughs> it's just a fun little uh, card game, and uh, the art and the punnage. Uh, you know, you've got uh, you've got the uh, not you've not got a watermelon. You've got the water felon. Oh, I see. Shroom uh, of doom. Shroom of doom. Yeah. And the uh, you, you got you don't get protection from the mob. You get protection. That's not as good a pun. I must admit. You get the idea. It's a punny card game about plants. So I just thought it looked fun. So that's uh, Bubblegum Stuff on stand 832. So not exactly games, but gaming related. There's a couple of stands that I will uh, lump in together now um, for jewellery, accessories and other gaming themed bits and pieces. 
so there's Bydand, uh, which is on 439, which is, I think, steampunk and goggles, accessories and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then there's Kasagai, who are on 360, who are uh, just, I think they're just builders like gaming-themed jewellery. Um, so in amongst all the various um, clothing and, and other T-shirts and bits and pieces, there's also a couple of bits uh, for your accessories. Um, so that's Bydand and Kasagai. There's always a lot of nice uh, nice jewellery and um, stuff there, isn't there? Yeah, there's always... Um, there's always some someone somewhere selling gaming themed candles as well, which I'm always a bit like, how can you make a candle smell like cardboard and that'd be good, um, <laughs> but never mind. Uh, right, what's my next one? My next one is Cobblepath Games, who are on 407, and they've got a game called Coffee and Chaos. So... Um, this is more a Karen thing, really, but because uh, she's obsessed with coffee, she can't, you know, she can't function unless she's had at least like two cups of coffee at the start of the day. Um, and it is a rules light comedy storytelling game about running a cafe when things go horribly and hilariously wrong around you. So it sounds like it's uh, in a similar vein to a lot of the zines that I backed. Uh, on Kickstarter for Zine Quest, you know, those short little comedy adventures. Um, so I'm, I'm think it's, from what I can read, it looks like it's going to be uh, similar to that. So it'll be coming to Kickstarter soon, where you can get a printed copy of the game in a menu format, along with other goodies, including stickers and a mug. So, um, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, here we go. It uses cutlery as a core game element. Instead of attributes, you choose how your character approaches problems, symbolized by the different types of cutlery. Knives are direct, forks are creative, and spoons are considered. Your cutlery is then spent or wagered on actions with roleplay of how the problem is being approached. This encourages roleplay and inventive storytelling around the various catastrophes and snafus that crop up while running your cafe. I, th- I think that just sounds fun. Just It's just a nice twist and a little bit different. So uh, yeah, I wonder if they'll be running demos of that. I hope they are because uh, it could be quite fun. And my next one is Crab Studios. Uh, they were the people who kickstarted Food Time Battle in Space that I backed and received and still haven't opened and unboxed and done a video of it. It's still sitting on my pile of things. I've had like six or seven things arrive in the last few weeks that I need to uh, do videos of. So that's yeah. going to keep me busy. I don't know if I'll get any of those done before the expo, but we'll see. And uh, I've also got another game called Langskip, uh, which off the top of my head, I can't remember what he's about. So let's have a look. It's a Viking-themed light game of bluffing and racing. There you go. That's Langskip. So that's uh, Crab Studios, and they're on 447. Next up, I've got Dean Dice, which is on 838. And I've put this down because uh, I want to talk to you about it, because it's Dragon Dice, right? Ooh. And they've got lots of different colours. They've got Wormling dice in black and purple, pearlescent blue, uh, pearlescent red. They've got silver chaos dragons, gold chaos dragons, pure chaos dragons. Oh, just so many dragon things. So uh, many dragons. Yeah, you'd like that. Yeah. Uh, next up is one of yours. Uh, don't turn off the lights. Basically, I spotted it in the... Uh, 
what's it called? It's a program. Yeah. Um, and it is, let me scroll back up to where it is. Um, do, do, do. My screen is too small. Don't try for like. It's a competitive, fast-paced card game of two to six players. Fight monsters and keep your lights on. So that's like the one-liner. Oh, I see. The one-liner that they've got. And then there's a funny uh, little... There's an advert for it, I think, on... uh, it's, it's page 15 on the digital program. What page is in the printed one? I don't know. Um, but there's a strange little uh, pink monster with claws and stuff coming out of an egg. So, I mean, on that basis, why not? <laughs> <laughs> I think was my conclusion. It just sounded like a silly little fun game. Um, you know, it can be played with two people, so that ticks like one of our yeah. key uh, criteria. It's got cute monsters in it. And, you know, it sounds like it's a small game because it's just a, like a card game. So, uh, yeah, they're uh, at uh, 372. Don't turn out the lights. Or spooky things will happen. The monsters Ooh. will get you. So the next one that we've both put as maybe... Yeah. Uh, drags to riches. This this could either be really good or really bad. Yeah. Uh, which is a drag queen deck builder. So yeah, it could be great. It could be terrible. I mean, the art looks nice. It's I can't really I don't know how to describe it. It's sort of a bit, a little bit cartoony, a little bit sort of art deco. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm not quite sure how to uh, how to describe it. But yeah, there's not, there's not much information about it on on the website, which is d2r-game.com. Just that it's a deck building game, uh, and that it's coming to Kickstarter soon. Um, but yeah, that's uh, yeah. I'm I intrigued. think there's a little bit more on Board Game Geek. Oh, is that? Um, it's a two to four player deck building card game where you play the role of a drag queen trying to earn fame on the circuit. You build your deck over rounds by purchasing look cards, outfits, hair, shoes, etc. Cards can be played to help buy, steal, or get rid of cards, uh, or they can be played face down to form each player's show-stopping looks in secret. Uh, You must decide whether to reveal your look and compete for the available event card, or keep it hidden and continue working on it, saving it for a more valuable event. So it sounds like there's some some like card drafting type stuff, but also mm-hmm. some pushy luck in there. Next is is Dranda Games, our friends at Dranda Games. They'll be showing off their new game, Solar Sphere, the follow up to Solar Storm, and they're on stand four one seven. So uh, Solar Storm, I think if if I remember correctly. From recent Facebook updates, the uh, site preview copy is is, a, is they've just had it printed and made and it's ready to go for the expo. So I'm looking forward to to trying that because um, I like Solar Storm and so I'm hoping Solar Sphere is going to be as good as or better than Solar Storm. Didn't yeah. Solar Storm win uh, an award at the uh, 2019 expo? It did. It did. It did. Uh, hang on. Is it best card me... game. Or... It was. Hang on. 
because they've got in the program they've got last year's winners next to this year's ah, okay. nominees. So if we go, because it won. Because what what the thing that it won it won the judges and the peoples mm. in oh where has it gone? Come on, best new card game general. It won Judges and People's Choice Award last year. Uh, what have I got next? We're down to F now. And at stand 923 is Ferris Games. Now, this is interesting because Ferris Games are an American company. And, yeah. Uh, I haven't seen many um, small companies from that aren't in British going to the expo this year. So I don't know if Tim Ferris himself is coming over. Or whether you know he's got some people um, representing him, um, but I've got a few games from Ferrers, so I'm interested to see what uh, what they're working on next. Does, does that have they said on the in the program? What does it say? Just says Ferrers Games specialises in unique games like Paperback, Burger Brothers, and Fugitive. So who knows if they'll be showing off anything new? So we'll have to. Uh, Pop along to store uh, nine two three and take a look. Indeed, um, I have popped on Free League Publishing at nine oh four because, well, they've got two uh, two of their RPGs are up for awards uh, this year, so I thought you know might as well go and have a look. Mm-hmm. Um, also, because. One of them is Alien, the Destroyer of Worlds. So anything relating to Alien, you've automatically got my attention because I am just that see-through. That's up for Best Role-Playing Adventure. And then they've also got Vason, which is a Nordic horror role-playing game, uh, which is just up for Best Role-Playing Game, um, which I thought sounded kind of fun and interesting um kind of uh possibly because i read a book um would have been may now um where there's some like introduction of vason uh which are kind of like little creatures from norse mythology and stuff um so it looks kind of interesting the art on both of them looks pretty cool and um it uh, it saddens me that I do not have friends to play alien RPG oh, with. So, Gareth, if you're listening to this, that means you. I'll play with you as well. Someone, you're gonna, are you gonna? Would you GM it or would you want to play it though? I'd want to play it though. I don't know. Yeah, because I know, I know. I'm pretty sure Gareth. I don't know whether Gareth's got the role playing game, whether he's got the, the minis game, because there's been quite a few alien things that have come out recently yeah um but yeah it looks kind of fun it's got a big xenomorph on it and some colonial marines trying to shoot it so how could you not want to just i mean just go look at the artwork for a start but yeah 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 so that's uh free league publishing at stand 904 Okay, my next one is on stand three five six, and that is a company called Good Looking Richard, which I 
well, the name is quite funny, but they're showing off a game called Outrun, which is uh, it's Halloween in 2050 at a fancy dress party in the Monster Movie Museum. You and your friends are at the party when a freak lightning storm makes one of the realistic movie monsters come to life. It's chasing you. You don't have to outrun it, just each other. Outrun is a competitive card game that pits you against your fellow escapees. Place the movement cards in the order shown on a path card faster than the other players. Only the first one out survives. Struggling to escape, then hinder other players with an interference card to make their escape more difficult. So the artwork and the the general theme of this uh, are quite like. It's like if Night at the Museum was scary scary monsters instead of uh, fun, yeah. fun things. Um, and it looks like a sort of fast-paced... Oh, I hate saying the words fast-paced card game because everyone seems to say that. But this yeah. actually does look like it's a fast-paced card game. So it looks looks fun. So I'm, I'm looking forward to just uh, having a play with that. So that's from Good Looking Richard. And as I say, they're on... Th- Stand three five six. Is it stand or stall? I've I put stall in the spreadsheet, but I'm saying stand. I suppose I should say stall, really, shouldn't I? Oh, I don't. Oh, know. I don't know. Does it matter? People know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, and then the next one I've got is Honey Badger Games, and the reason I've got those down is because they're the people who make those fun little tubes of like gummy mana potions. Or little meeples uh, that I that I ordered off uh, Etsy before, so I'm uh, looking forward to stocking up on those because they were quite nice. Oh, Medusa Games is next um, at five oh one, but I won't talk too much about Medusa Games. If you want to hear what they're doing, then just listen to uh, our last episode with uh, Richard, and he talks about uh, all the things that he's working on: new expansion for Nine Worlds, uh, two player expansion for Great Fire. So uh, a few few new things coming from Medusa Games that will be on display at the show. Uh, one, uh, I'm, I may be, and, but Karen wants to see this. Uh, this is uh, Malique Board Games on store 405, and they're showing off their game Die in the Dungeon, which is apparently a reverse dungeon crawler. Oh, okay. Um, it's a solo game of dynamic dungeon crawling where you are the dungeon master. You are a powerful creature, used to being in control, others in constant fear of you. Without warning, you were taken away from your lands by a spell, cast by mighty wizards that even you could not stop. Now you'll find yourself in an unknown dungeon full of weaker monsters and annoying adventurers. You decide to find your way out of this dungeon, willing to, de- willing to destroy anything that gets in your way. You win the game once you have defeated all heroes in the dungeon. You lose the game if at the end of any turn you have zero time, zero health, or a dungeon tile result says that you have lost the game. So yeah, it's, it's a dungeon crawler, but you are the thing that the players are trying to defeat. And so the game is playing the players. So just, uh, it sounds fun. Cool. Next up on stall 487 is Paperboat Games. And they'll be showing off their new game, Snapshot, which is coming soon to Kickstarter. And it's a uh, fast and fun, push-your-look game of wildlife photography. You explore exotic habitats, photograph persistent animals, and fulfill your secret assignments to be crowned photographer of the year. And the box has got this lovely red panda on the front of it. Oh, And it looks so cute. Red pandas are lovely, aren't they? Yes, they are. I, I uh, sponsor, adopted, inverted commas, one at Dudley Zoo. Oh, did you? Well, technically it was done for me as a gift. But yeah, yeah. somewhere in Dudley Zoo, there is 
a little message board which has a silly in joke that only uh, two people in this world will understand. <laughs> <laughs> and who's, the other, of, who's the other person? Uh, Chris. And uh, because of all the restrictions and stuff, uh, we haven't actually been able to go and see it. Okay. So we'll have to go to Dudley Zoo at some point and yeah. see, see my panda and my yeah. snow leopard. Where's the um, oh snow leopard? Where is this little thing? Is it on a bench or is it just on a? Do you, do you I know where it is? think, if I remember correctly, there's usually like a uh, sponsors or adopters. Oh right, okay. Thing like next to the enclosure, and then it will have like the little messages that people have left, um, or just their names or something. Um, for when you have adopted at a certain level, so there's two there's two levels. One one level you get to leave a message. One level you don't. So I've got a snow leopard which doesn't have a little message on, but um, a red panda that does. So that's that's a lovely segue. Um, it doesn't really go into anything. So it's just <laughs> just just a a side ramble through life i don't know <laughs> okay let's move on let's move on the next one is one that we're all interested to see yes well i've only just ticked yes because i was scrolling through going oh what does this do oh what's this oh what's this it's patrick's art room uh at stall uh three four seven and in the notes, we've got artwork, Pokeball terrariums, and face masks. So, I mean, art, we like art. You I've do. seen Pokeball terrariums. They're amazingly cool and also really difficult to get because, you know, they take effort to make. Um, and, like, as soon as they've been made, they, they, they're gone. And face masks gaming themed face masks uh i'm guessing also some pokemon themed face masks probably um haven't you got one of these have you got one of these i pokemon have got a pokemon terrariums. terrariums it wasn't from this person i can't remember who ah, okay. i ordered it from um it so was he's, on Etsy, he's, but he's got a lot of um uh sort of gaming themed art so there's quite a few uh, Pokemon themes. There's some Mario in there as well, and they're all kind of cute. Oh, there's a bit of Zelda uh, and some other stuff. I'm guessing though um, that it's not. Well, I don't know actually. Is it like real moss and stuff inside of it? No, no, it's, it's like it fake? plastic. Um, okay. So, oh, is it well. really a terrarium if there's nothing living inside of it? Hmm. Hmm. You're saying my, my little Pikachu is not alive. I mean, terrariums, you know, are meant to be filled with like living plant matter. True. I see what you mean. I don't know. Whatever. They're exceedingly cute. They are. They love so them. if you have someone that you know who really likes, you know, Pokemon, um, it may be worth trying to grab one of these in advance of Christmas. Good go. idea. Good idea. I am the good ideas factory. Next is one that we've both put down as a maybe. Yes, but it is Raptor Island. Indeed. Uh, which is stall 964. 
So Raptor Island is, I'm not going to say it, it sounds very much like a certain book and or film because uh, that would be, you know. You mean you mean like Dinosaur Island wasn't? Yeah, totally. Um, but it is, it, it is a card game where you uh, encounter dinosaurs to acquire their DNA and then fuel the chopper and escape. So it, I guess it kind of also, again, this also kind of sounds like Forbidden Island and stuff like that. Yeah. You've got to go and collect the DNA and then get to the get to the chopper and uh, win the game. I can't tell. Is it is it cooperative or is it competitive? I don't think it says. Um, as a collective, every player shares the second goal. A set number of fuel cards must be placed in the fuel stockpile. Blah, blah, blah. Once you have the required number of dino DNA and sufficient fuel has been played to the fuel stockpile, you're ready to play an escape the island card and win the game. So I think it's you're all you're all playing together until um, until someone gets enough DNA. Yeah, something which, like that. At which point they're going to try and take all the fuel and and take the chopper and leave. We'll we'll find out when we play. Yeah. Ah, next one is one that we've. I think we've we saw them last time because you bought some stuff from them. Um, Didn't you buy Dragon Soap for? Oh me? no! Yes, you're right. I yeah. bought it for you, and it wasn't at the expo. It was at um, Comic Con. Yeah. I think this is the same people, and that's Sky Guardian, and they do little dragon soaps in lots of lovely different flavors. And apparently, and, uh, also bath bombs and jewelry. So yes, if there are dragon-like ear studs, I'm there for I'm there for that. That's that's oh, that's interesting. I wonder if there is. Uh, sense here. Here's here's some of the scents they've got. I can't remember which ones I got you. They've got papaya and grapefruit, banana I think, bread. I think you I think got, got papaya you and grapefruit. Uh, slush puppy, Bakewell tart. I don't think so. Lemon sherbet, uh, orange and kiwi. Uh, lavender, maybe. blueberry muffin, blossom, peppermint, and gingerbread. And their soaps are completely vegan and cruelty-free. Let's stop geeking out over soap then. Let's see yeah. who we've got next. Stuff by Bears on store 451. I don't know what new things Bez is showing off this year, but uh, uh, I hear the cat wall will be out again. So. Uh, well, from what it says on the in the in the program, anyway, it says if I can get it open, uh, stuff by Bess, Where are you? Party games, wee whimsical creatures, and the best the best curated game system and cat gallery and sticky out tonguey face emoji. Sticky out tonguey face, you know what I mean? Yes. So uh, wee whimsical creatures. So that's that should be interesting. Look forward to uh, seeing that. Uh, then after that, we've put. Trolls and re-rolls. Uh, Trolls and re-rolls are launching the Amulet of Th- Th- I've got this right. Amulet of Thryax on Kickstarter. That sounds close enough. Yeah. So Amulet of Thryax is a two to six play game about harvesting nobles and peasants for points as part of a cult run competition called Thraymania. Essentially, your cult is going around purging the corrupt city of bleak pyre, usually in wacky and over-the-top ways. 
The Cult of the Highest Kill Count wins a Thray Mania, the Amulet, and the game. And uh, I thought the design of this, uh, it's got a nice big circular board um, with different districts on. And uh, yeah, your your aim is to, I guess, harvest the most people to win the game. Yep. So, yay, murder. Hooray. Uh, next up we've got uh, ah the UKGE merch and information stand at T73, which is against the edge of the, the hall. Uh, I've put yes to this because I need to give them my maps. Uh, if they'll, if the people who were there before are there again this year and they know, because I, because I mean, otherwise I'll just go up to them and give them the spiel I gave them last time. Say, oh, by the way, I've got a version of the map here with all the names on. But hopefully the people who were there last time will be there again and they'll remember me and they'll be like, yes, your new maps. But you've also put yes because it's, you've put, you need to collect a t shirt order. What are yes. the orders? Um, well, uh, one of this year's design and a face mask. Because it's got a cool dragon right in the middle of your face. Oh, so they're not posting them out to you. You just collect them at the expo. That's good then. Well, I assume so because I ordered it and then it was like, here you go. Here's a confirmation of your order. I was like, do I collect it? <laughs> do I? Because it, it, it didn't say, oh, this will be shipped, blah, 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 blah. Because I, I, think, I think it's collect because I'm sure I've seen people collect it. Yeah, it must be interesting. Let's have a look. Ah, uh, here you go. There's a there's a news article from the 24th of May. So oh, okay. uh, UK's range of merchandise, UKG's range of merchandise is back and live to buy on the website here. Uh, fiery dice bags, face masks. All merchandise must be collected from the merchandise stand at the UK Games Expo show. There is no mail or postal service for merch. There you go. So we'll go there first then before we do anything else. Yeah, because then you can walk around with your fancy dragon face mask if you want to, rather than the offline gamer face mask. Just saying, you know. I mean, I don't have to walk around with the dragon one. I mean, <laughs> I th- I think it's just going to be more fun to eventually go into work with a huge dragon across my face. Yeah, don't mess with me today, or I'll unleash the dragon. Yeah. Uh, there's just one more that I've got listed then, which is uh. Oh, two, actually. Uh, two. First one is uh, Stall 350, and that's Walnut Games, a uh, small independent British um, publisher, um, did a game on Kickstarter called Ukiyo, which I backed a while back, which was a small sort of Japanese-themed card game. Uh, it's also got a new one coming up called Take the Kingdom. And uh, I sent him a message on BGG actually asking, would you be interested in having a chat with us and doing a video interview? And he said yes. So uh, we'll be chatting to uh, Ian from Walnut Games at the show. So that'll be fun. And last of all, I've put Z-Man Games or Z-Man Games, depending on which side of the pond you fall, um, purely because of all the pandemic stuff. And uh, they'll be showing off, hopefully, or, or have information about the new World of Warcraft pandemic uh, game, the uh, Wrath of the Lich King, which I'm quite excited about. I'm quite excited. I am quite interested to see how that works. Um, I mean, it makes sense thematically. I can't remember if we talked about this in the show already, but it's because um, obviously the Lich King's like influence spreads across the map. So I can see how that works from like a pandemic perspective. Yeah. So. So there you go. That's uh, everything we've wrote, wrote down as, as things that we are specifically going to the expo to look at. 
But obviously, we are going to look at everything because that's what we do. And I think the fact that the show is smaller, it's only in a single hall, and we've still got three days to look at everything, we're going to get a lot more time to actually sit down and play games, aren't we? So yeah. I'm, I'm quite... Um, that's that's the one the one good thing to come out of this. Uh, normally, we're, we're having to rush around because uh, we've got three days to see like everything, but now we should be able to be a bit more relaxed. Yep, hopefully Possibly. so. So that's it. Um, our next episode will be after the expo, where we'll be talking about um, everything that we saw and uh, played, and uh, we'll probably end up doing a haul, another haul video like we did last time with probably, all the stuff that yeah. we've got. And uh, we'll actually be able to do a video in person. We can actually sit next to each other and uh, make a video together because uh, yeah. we're allowed to now. So that'd be fun. So, yeah, expect that sometime uh, in August. And uh, for now, I guess we just do our usual end of show stuff. So if you want to find us on social media, we are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We are TOGCast. That's T-O-G-Cast. Um, if you want to listen to us, you can subscribe in your favorite podcast app of choice or visit soundcloud.com forward slash offline gamer. You can go to our YouTube channel to see all of our video content, youtube.com slash the offline gamer. And we hope to have a lot of that at UKGE this year, hopefully. Yeah. Um, if you want to have a look at any of that content and more, you can go to our website, www.offlinegamer.co.uk. Uh, where there is also a contact form if you want to get in touch. And if you like what we do and want to throw a little bit of cash our way to say thank you, you can support us on our coffee page or Kofi page. Okay, I, we always say coffee or Kofi, and I never know which one it is. I'm, now, before we forget, I'm going to go to their website and see if there's a video where they explain how to pronounce it. Okay. Want to earn money from your creative projects and get meaningful support from your fans? I'm Jenna, Community Manager here at Kofi, and in this video, I'm going to tell you how you can fund your passions with your own Kofi page. It's Kofi. Okay. So, kofi.com forward slash Toddcast. K-O hyphen F-I dot com slash Toddcast. Yeah, you, you can thank Matt for his wonderful map annotations. Oh, yeah, thanks. That would be nice if people could do that. As I say, there will be printed copies available at the show. Either I'll be carrying them around myself or they'll be at the info stand. And uh, Or you can print them out yourself, you know, just go to our website. If, you wanna, if you've got access to an A3, A2 printer or an A1 printer and you want to print out a massive copy, then uh, be my guest. So on that note, um, that's the end of this episode. Hopefully we'll see some of you at UK Games Expo. And uh, we'll see you next month. Bye. Bye.